Hello and welcome to the Tipsy Nips podcast. Along with your regular hosts, Pip and Sia, it's a very special guest. That's me. I'm Heather. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so this week we obviously mention our drinks, do a very quick run through of the projects that we have completed and started since the last time. And then we'll move on to the really, really important bit, which I know Pip has been dying to talk about since the last podcast. And that would be just finishing the podcast. There's yeah. nothing else to chat about, really. No. And, you know, we might also talk about Edinburgh Arnfest and Maybe. interview Heather, who is our very special guest, and our very good pal, in that order. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's crack on with the show. What is everyone drinking? Today, I have... No, Sia's going to criticise me on my Spanish pronunciation. Yes, a um, child from Yorkshire is going to criticise someone on pronunciation. Hypocritical much. <laughs> it's Campo Viejo Rioja Tempranillo Wine. And according to the bottle, it says, Deep cherry colour, which is typical of vibrant Tempranillo wine. The wine has a pronounced nose full of rich, intense aromas of ripe red fruits with subtle sweet notes of vanilla and sweet spices. The palate is fresh soft and velvety, with flavours of red currants, vanilla and chocolate, leading to a long, elegant finish. But so, first of all, how does it taste, Pip? Really nice. Good to know. It's very good. Mm. So, as an English lit student, I pick up on like, repetition of words and things. And in this instance, that bottle is riddled with vanilla. Do you get the vanilla? I'm thinking that vanilla is an important thing for them. Mm. You get it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I can definitely taste the vanilla. It's It's actually really nice. It's quite... It feels quite smooth. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Are you getting the, are you getting the velvetiness? Mm, definitely. It's it's very nice. I'm enjoying this immensely, actually. Definitely going to buy this one in the future. So, Heather, our special guest, what are you drinking? I'm drinking something which is much easier to pronounce. I am drinking William's Joker IPA. I see this around a lot in bars, I guess because it's made in Scotland and that's where we are, so it doesn't have to go very far. That probably helps. Yeah. What do you think of it? Well, the bottle says that it's got a fresh citrus aroma and bittersweet full flavour and that it's wickedly hoppy. These are from different parts of the label, so I'm kind of trying to create a horrific taste chimera here. Um, it's pretty nice. It's one of those like kind of hoppy beers that's quite fashionable right now, but it's not quite as strong as some of the others, so it's a little more drinkable. I quite like it. Cool. Nice. And it smells nice, and we all know this because I spilled it on the table before we started recording. <laughs> yes. This is us living up to the tipsy nits part yes. of our name. Well, you see, we saw a cat across <laughs> the road, so we all had to lean over and look at the cat, including the beer bottle. Absolutely. <laughs> and you lean right over on top of the laptop, as it turned out. Yes. yes. I didn't actually see the cat after all that. <laughs> That's what? so upsetting. <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. Sia, what are you drinking? Well, as it turns out, I kind of totally missed out on the tipsy part of the Tipsy Nips podcast. So I sort of forgot to actually buy any alcohol or anything on the way here. So I am drinking a cup of water. Very sensible. I know, it is very sensible. Keep yourself hydrated. And the good thing is, I can actually do any form of craft that I like with this water because it's not going to impair my judgement. Yes. So you won't end up having to, you know, frog back ten rows of, no. of drunk knitting. Absolutely, or crochet. because as it turns out, our friends do let friends knit drunk. Yes, because we're wonderful like that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because we think it would be funny, mainly. Yeah. But anyhow, so that's the drinks portion yes. of the podcast covered. So, 
uh, here we go with on and off the needles. Mm-hmm. So, Sia, you've got a couple of things to tell us about. Yes, all of which I'd pretty much forgotten about, so it's really good that we planned this out before. It's um, only been six weeks. Only six weeks. So, I cast off my Buccaneer at last, and I'm very pleased with it. It's gorgeous. It's, oh, thank you. It is bright and colourful, it's got zigzags, and I was really, really annoyed because it looked like that I wasn't going to need the second skein of all my nab that I got after all, you know, for the main colour. And then as it turned out, I needed two grams of it. Oh. So I was really, really annoyed because I had to basically use two grams of a nice big full skein of yarn. Oh. And I'm a little bit OCD and it very much upset me. Oh no. So, on the one hand I'm very happy with the finished object, on the other I'm really, really annoyed that I had to use that two grams of yarn. It's heartbreaking, it's why I keep banging on about it. But no, I'm really happy with the finished object and it's nice to wear, it's a nice pop of colour when I go out. I've had nice compliments from it, obviously as Pip just said nice things about it. So I definitely recommend it that, it's good fun. <laughs> the other thing that I've cast off is my second pair of Thule mitts. And they're the mittens that I was working on using the Rusty Ferret yarn wick fourfly. And I'm super happy with them. I'm pretty much inseparable from them, I wear them a lot. To the point that I started matching my manicures to them. And well, by manicures I mean I casually paint my nails and occasionally the nail paint actually goes on the nails. And yeah, they're just so soft and the yarn's so smooshy and I like how the colours have wound up in little cables and it's just magnificent, magnificent yarn and Leona is a genius and Lydia, the designer, is also a genius. They're the best women ever and I'll probably make more in the future. And then I've also been crocheting a lot because my wrist has been playing up again. So I've cast off one vintage bullion scarf which is from Pom Pom issue 7, from the winter issues. And I did that using some random yarn from my stash, as you do. <laughs> Crochet's very good, though, it turns out. And then I'm currently crocheting another one as we do this podcast. Yes. It's a little bit addictive. And that pretty much concludes what I'm doing at the moment. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. I've also got an outline shawl on the go using some of my Edinburgh yarn purchases, which we'll talk about later. And that's from the Hedgehog Fibers website. It's a free pattern. It's lots of colour changes. So yeah, that's me. Pip, what are you doing? Well, I cast off a peppermint leaves, which I sillily cast on about the day before Edinburgh Yarn Festival, thinking <laughs> this will be a good project for when I'm sitting down at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, <laughs> you know, tired and my feet are sore and I just want to get some casual knitting done. I didn't do any more work on that for a week. I never saw you with it that entire weekend. Yeah. So I finished my peppermint leaves, which is from the tea collection by Claire Devine, and I knit that using some new Lanark yarn that I picked up when I was in New Lanark for Mother's Day with my mother-in-law. It's very nice. It really needs blocked. I also finished my Buyer Hope knits from Neighbourhood Sheep Society 2016. I love them, but we'll speak more <laughs> about Neighbourhood Sheep Society in our dedicated episode, which we'll do once all of the packages have arrived. So only one more to go. And I've also cast on my Tesseray shawl by Aphia, also known as KM Bedekin. I actually purchased the pattern at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, and I also purchased the yarn there to knit it with. I had it all in my head, planned out before we went, (laughs) and I stuck to that, and I got my yarn, and I got the pattern, and it is glorious to knit. I have 
raced through it. Um, I only started it a couple of days ago and I'm already on the section where you've got two colours. It's fabulous. I love it. Love it. Just cannot wait to have it finished and wear it around my neck because it's so pretty. So that is our quite short on and off the needle section. So now we get to get to the good stuff. <laughs> Edinburgh, everything else isn't good. Edinburgh Yarn Festival was amazing. We've only actually sat down to podcast about this now because it's been really difficult to digest because it was just so manic. So it's taken us a while to kind of come down off the Edinburgh Yarn Festival high yeah. and think about it a little bit. So me and Sia were there on the Friday. And then on Saturday, our lovely friend Heather That's me. came with us. Um, it was her very first like proper knitting event. Yep. So that's why she's with us today, because we want to get her opinion on it. And we are also there with Amanda on the Saturday, yep. um, who was lovely enough to drive us. And she got the best parking space ever, just outside yes. the doors. So that was great. So huge thank you, Amanda. Yes, thank you so much. So, Sia, firstly... <laughs> What were your three kind of exciting things? Um, okay, so my three sort of exciting things were in no particular order. I think my main favourite thing was seeing sort of all of my friends from the community and making new ones. That's probably a big thing for me because apparently I'm a massive social butterfly. <laughs> yeah, so it was nice sort of seeing people that I've not seen for a while, because um, obviously I've spent a lot more time the past two years devoted to my PhD rather than playing with yarn, unfortunately. So it was nice to see sort of like friends, like James who was working over on the Easy Knit stand and modelling his magnificent kill hose. They were bright, bright green, beautiful. Wonderful. And obviously seeing that Kay and Bedigan had her own stall. That was fantastic. It was a beautiful stall. Yes, and then getting to show my mittens to the owner. Yes. That was good fun, seeing the owner. Um, Leola was <laughs> Leola was running around with yeah. her camera, taking as many photos as she could of everything. It was so great. That was good fun. I'd say one of my other highlights was probably knit, knitwear swapping. I quite like looking at other people's knitwear and lusting after it and going, gosh, why the heck did I not do that? That is genius, that colourway. Yes. Um, or in that fibre or whatever else, or kind of going, oh my goodness, I have to make that pattern. Whose is it? I must have it. And then, obviously, I no longer work in the knitting world anymore, but I have a thing for squishing yarn. It's so, it's just, it's so squishable. So, my other favourite thing, <laughs> on a really immature and slightly selfish level, was wandering around from stall to stall, picking up schemes of yarn and going, oh, my precious, and sort of doing my best problem impersonation. So those would be my highlights. What would your three highlights be? So one of my big highlights was actually like getting to meet a few people that I really enjoy patterns from and things and actually getting to meet them in person. So I met Kate Davies. I actually got my Yokes book signed. She's lovely, lovely. I also met Isolde, as did Heather, and we spoke to her a little bit about her blend number one, which is really gorgeous. So soft. So soft. I also got to meet Stephen West. He was wearing this amazing kind of children's cartoon character shorts and jacket. And I got to show him my boneyard, which was the first shawl I ever, ever knit. And it has little skulls on it. He was so lovely as well. Yeah, he was so nice. picture taken with him. Yes, I got my picture taken with him. And he gave me a awesomeness in knitwear ribbon. Um, which I, for my Gameldags sweater, which I was really excited about. And Sia got one as well. For yeah, her tesserae. I did. 
Which and is very nice. I felt very validated in wearing yeah, that shawl. It was it was really nice sweet thing actually because it really just made you feel like a thousand bucks, you know, yeah. with like wow, this is really cool. That was a really neat idea. I really actually thought it was great. Yeah. I also visited the Buffalo Wool Company to squish Buffalo Wool and it was amazing. I had no idea what I was expecting, but it was gorgeous. And I just really enjoyed coming into contact with a fibre that I had wore ever. And, and it was really interesting. And um, the guy at the stall, he was telling me about this sample that they had that was knit in this 100% buffalo yarn. And it was a sample, like a lace shawl, and it was stunning. It looked like it came off the needles yesterday. And then he was like, this, this this sample is nine, ten years old. It comes with us on all of our on all of our stalls. And I was just like, wow, you know, that yarn is hardy stuff. So I got myself some mini skeins. And Heather and I got to watch this amazing demonstration of a knitting machine. I think there was a couple of girls, I think they were brownies. Oh yeah, they might have been. And the woman who was demonstrating the knitting machine put like a, a wee hedgehog pattern in it. And the little girls got to like knit on the knitting machine this little colour work hedgehog and it was really adorable and I kind of want a knitting machine now <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so one other thing we like wanted to ask each other was Sia like who did you discover at Edinburgh Yarn Festival okay so as we'll discuss when we go through my purchase history later I got a little bit over the top obsessive with La Bienemi which was the hand-dyed yarn from Paris and I basically went in going this yarn is so pretty and colourful I must have it all and then made it my mission throughout the weekend to acquire as much of it as possible yes so that was pretty much my main discovery but I managed to justify it with well it's in Paris and I am in Scotland and therefore it's not readily available to me so that makes it okay absolutely so that was my main big big discovery and they ship over here, I think, so I'm probably going to end up acquiring some more from the internet at some point. Rightly so, it's beautiful stuff. But that was my main happy discovery of the weekend. Yes. Uh, what was yours, Pip? So, I went into Edinburgh Yarn Festival with kind of a plan for some shawls that I want to make. And one of these shawls I needed a gradient lace weight for. And I was very much like, this is going to be one where if I find it, I find it. If I don't find it, it's not a big deal. It's not like 100% I want to knit this. And I came across a stall, and it's Billum. Billum yarn, so B-I-L-U-M. And pretty much my breath was taken away. It was all gradients, and they were stunning. And already um, wound up into cakes as well. Yes, already in cakes. And I was looking for a wintry-themed gradient so I could make the winter largo shawl and this cake of yarn is like almost ice blue in the middle and then it kind of gradually becomes a much more of a kind of darker ocean blue towards the end and I just fell in love with it and that yeah so they've got amazing 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 gradients I could only really pick up the one because that was all that fitted in my budget because I kind of spent the rest of my money but I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye out for anything online for them because it was just stunning their their gradients were yeah. just gorgeous and a lot of the other stuff I'd found was more long stripes rather than gradients whereas these mm. were proper gradients and I'm definitely definitely gonna be looking for some more of those in the future for shawls because they're just beautiful so 
Also, we both had a couple of I wish I'd bought that. Mm-hmm. So, Sia, who was your I wish I'd bought that? So, the yarn I wish I'd bought was um, seen of basically any of her DK from the wool kitchen. I see a lot of it on Instagram, and the more I see it, the more I think, I really, really need that. So my one regret is not buying myself something from the wall kitchen, because I did buy a skein of DK from her for our friend Nemzi, who unfortunately couldn't make it but wanted something for at. And I remember buying it for her and thinking, that's really nice, I could totally go for some of that, but no, 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 I've, I've, I've got a budget, I'm not going to spend over it. And in hindsight, I should have just spent over it and got a skein of yarn. <laughs> Because her, oh, it's so beautiful and so brightly coloured, and apparently colour is my thing at the moment, so I will probably be buying Skin of Yarn from her in her next shop update. <laughs> yes. How about you, Pip? What do you wish you've got your hands on? So, there's not really any yarn I regret not buying. There was a lot of really gorgeous variegated stuff out there from, like, Triskillian yarns or snail mm-hmm. yarns, but... I already have far too much variegated yarn that I don't have anything to do with, so I don't really regret being conservative in regards to buying variegated skeins. What I wish I had done though was there were some really gorgeous shawl pins out there. I don't really have any shawl pins, I have one, but I don't have any like nice wood ones or anything like that. Also Beyond Measure had some really gorgeous like wooden pin cushions and I Mm -hmm. wish I'd picked one of those up, but I will probably order one from their online shop at some point because it's just pretty and I don't really have any nice pin cushions and I have many 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 pins and it would be nice to put all my blocking pins in a pin cushion instead. So that's what I really regret not buying. Makes sense. But from regrets back onto happy things again and that would be talking to the lovely Heather. Hello again, Heather. Hello. Thank you for sitting there quietly this entire time and just drinking your beer. So, Heather, this was your first knitting event. Yeah. So, what were your expectations about Edinburgh Yarn Festival? I guess one thing about what I hoped I'd get from Edinburgh Yarn Festival is that I've seen people like you guys knitting with all these gorgeous skeins that I've never really seen before and I don't mm. know what the texture's like and... I guess what I wanted was to get to go out and touch things, and even if I couldn't buy everything, to get a better idea of what was out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really great for that. There were loads of different fibres. I don't really think about fibres much, but I got to touch them, so now when someone's like, oh yeah, that's really sheepy, I actually know what they're talking about, which is a big plus. So you feel maybe that it increased your knowledge of the different types of fibres you can get out there and what they're like? Yeah, like different kinds of fibres there are and just what these kind of like beautiful semi-solid whatever skeins actually look like in person when you're there. Mm. So so it met all your expectations then? Yeah, um, I mean I guess I was just hoping to have like a fun day out with my friends. Mm. It would have been quite hard for that to be, you know, not met unless something had gone really horribly wrong. Yeah, we are all good fun. We are we all yes. good fun. But I had a really nice time and it was really interesting getting to, you know, see all these different kind of brands that I might not have really known about if I hadn't gone. Yeah. I actually have a few pictures of Heather wandering around Edinburgh Yarn Festival basically just like petting yarn because Heather and I decided we were going to do like a a walk around the whole thing first. Mm -hmm. You guys were very, very sensible whereas Amanda and I when we went round the second day would. (laughs) It was really funny because I think we got there for 10 
And then after our first pass, we were both like, oh, we're really hungry. Like, our feet hurt. And I looked at my watch and I was like, it's 12. <laughs> so it took us two hours yeah. to do one pass. But, yeah, I have lots of pictures of Heather just being like, oh, pretty yarn. Mm. It was really mm. adorable to watch. Because I used to be, I still am like that. I think but. everyone still is, really. Is there anything in particular in terms of, like, getting to squish yarn? Was there anything that stood out to you that maybe you weren't expecting? Or, like, if you'd seen the yarn online, maybe when you saw it in person, it was quite different to what you thought? Although I didn't buy anything from them, um, mostly because I'd run out of money when I got there. It was interesting seeing the, the blacker yarns install that mm-hmm. was in the, the podcast lounge. I know I've heard people on a podcast talking about their like Tamar yarn, which is really, really soft, but is made from all these different blends, and mm-hmm. we're not sure why, but they seem to work together. Okay. Uh, um, cool. It was also nice getting to visit the, the Daughter of a Shepherd stand. Yes. Uh, I think uh, you, you told me to smell the yarn. Uh, and I think someone took a picture of us smelling it. It did. Yes. Smell, it smells really good. I don't know why. I haven't seen the picture, but it uh, smelled it's so, so it's good. Somewhere, somewhere, mm-hmm. someone has a picture of us both smelling that yarn. Yeah, it was like the softest Hebridean that I'd mm-hmm. ever felt. It was gorgeous. Again, that's another benefit of a yarn festival. You've got the yarn there in person, and it is socially acceptable, apparently, for you to stand and sniff it. Yeah, well, apparently, like, everyone that walked past actually did smell it. So, you know, we weren't the weirdos there. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What did you feel about the atmosphere? Did you enjoy, like, the feeling of having other knitters around you? Yeah, I, I thought it was a really nice atmosphere just because it, so, it was so warm and friendly and all the people at the stalls felt like they were also just other people that were there to enjoy the festival. Like, mm-hmm. um, to comic conventions, and you're looking around, like, the little people selling their comic stands, you can feel a little bit pressured, because they're not, they're separate from people there to enjoy the Comic-Con, they're there because they need to sell their, their comic. Whereas if you're there, and I said to several people, um, oh, I'm not going to buy anything because it's my first pass, and they were like, oh, that's fine, please feel free to touch things, we can put something behind if you want to think about it, and if you don't come back for it, that's no big deal. Everyone was just really nice about it, and was really kind of respectful of everyone as people who also buy wool yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah, I think that's one of the good things about Edinburgh Yarn Festival as well like the atmosphere is so friendly and welcoming so no matter what level of knitter you are in terms of your knowledge or anything else there's always something for everyone and everyone's very welcoming and there's no snobby culture or anything like that as well yeah it's not very Which judgmental you can get in like comic cons as well having been in that circle so I think that's good mm-hmm. so I'm glad that you got that from it <laughs> As someone who was helping enable you going, Heather, come to Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Bring <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> Bring empty bags for yarn. <laughs> so, like, obviously we, me and Sia talked about our highlights, our discoveries, and kind of what we wish we'd bought. Is there anything in particular that you can think of that would be like highlights or discoveries or anything that you maybe missed. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of highlights that are just things that I thought. <laughs> <laughs> or things that you already said. You can say the same yeah. thing as us. Okay, okay, let's start this. I think I did really enjoy seeing the knitting machine. I thought that was really cool. Also, it's kind of weird because knitting is such like a we're making everything by hand culture that it's kind of a little quirky and interesting to see someone making something with a machine, especially mm. since I think the, the machine that that woman had, I think she said it was made in the 60s or the 70s? Yeah. And it's this look at 
how people would have actually made things just to wear every day, not as a hobby like we do it, but just because that's how that's how they made clothes. And it was cheaper and it was the best way to get a good fit mm-hmm. and you could choose what you wanted to knit it out of, sort of. You know, if you were maybe allergic to wool, you could choose a man-made bit of fibre or something like that. Yeah, and I think having seen the machine really put into perspective how the knitting community is today, since we are a bit more like we are willing to go and buy slightly more expensive yarns because this is our hobby, rather or uh, try all these different fibres, rather than this machine, which was, although it was fun and kind of a curiosity and putting little cards in to bring a cute animal patterns, it was also a practical object. Mm-hmm. You could whap out um, some panels and make a sweater with that in less than an hour. Yeah. So it would be a good way to clothe your toddler. Yeah. Or, you know, your 10-year-old son that needs to go to school and he needs a school jumper. Yeah. Yeah. The hedgehog yoke. Yes. It was, it was just so interesting. Like, is there anything else maybe that you came across that you were kind of like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing, or I'm really surprised by this, or, you know, that just took you by surprise? I guess since I've not been kind of like in the in the scene at knitting events, I don't really notice that there are trends. So it was kind of interesting going around and being like, oh, there's a bunch of indigo yarns here this year, or there's a bunch of speckled yarns, or oh, there's a bunch of people wearing the same shawl, as opposed to just there's a bunch of people on Ravelry knitting different things. So kind of getting a sense that this is a community that has, you know, tastes and trends and common ideas was, I think, really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing I've noticed, actually, all the speckled yarn, like, I feel like Stephen West seems to sort of, like, drive a lot of the trends in, certainly, online Ravelry knitting community. And last year, obviously, it was the whole brioche yarn and the brioche stitch and everything else and now it seems to be brioche speckled and initially I was a bit kind of like mm, I'm not sure how I feel about this but you are on the, the speckles train the more I see speckles and the more I see brioche and more I see the combination I am thinking yes that is a genius idea I'm going to be honest I think you'll agree when you walk in and you walk up see the thing about the BNME stand is that it's outside the main concourse so you come yeah. up and they've got this giant gorgeous like Stephen West Doodler in all of this gorgeous speckled yarn and instantly you're sold on that pattern and knitting yes. it in speckles immediately. Yes. Yes. The samples this year oh, were stunning. Everyone had a doodler. Yes. And initially I wasn't that sold on the doodler. It's just personally not mm. my style. But seeing the different doodlers and seeing them in different yarns, I was just like, wow. Mm. Wow. And just all the shawls hanging everywhere yeah. were just beautiful. Mm. It was amazing to see them all. Were there any in particular other than the doodle that caught your eye, Heather, that you think that you maybe want to knit in the future? Well, I'd already been sort of thinking about making a buyer, but I saw so many of them. Not necessarily samples, but wearing people wearing them around. And I was like, yeah, this is great. This is I could pick any two skeins of yarn and make this. It's really versatile. So I bought two skeins of yarn and I'm going to make one. Yes. Of course, I've knit a buy-it, and it's amazing. So I am definitely going to encourage you in your mm-hmm. buy-it pursuit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, now it's quite funny because last year, obviously, the buy-it pattern had already just come out. So there were a couple of people wearing one, and it was quite fun for me going back this year and seeing so many people wearing it. Mm. And I'm kind of wondering if, because obviously um, Carrie Westman's new pattern, Francis herself, is at, just out now, 
I'm kind of wondering if this time next year we're going to be going, we saw all of these people wearing Fratus herself. Because it is a beautiful pattern, and I know certainly Pip and I went with the intention of getting yarn for it. Oh, yes. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing which shawls I see next year and that sort of vague thing. Well, I think we, we, we ran into Carrie mm. at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, and she was saying, oh, I saw so many buy-its, and we were both like, oh, we've, well, I bought just the yarn for Frances mm. herself, and she's like, oh, that's so exciting, you know? So yeah. I think um, it's definitely been a popular pattern. There was definitely mm. a big clamour when it got released, because I was on that, like, a shot. I was like... <laughs> yes. You know, she had texted me with like, Francis herself is out, and I was like, bought. <laughs> so. Um, a terrible enablers for each other, aren't you? I know, but do you know what? I genuinely do not begrudge paying for patterns because the work, the skill, and the, yeah. the, the craftsmanship that the pattern creators put into them is just amazing. And I love being able to give back to them by buying mm. those patterns. So. So, speaking of the future and next year, Heather, are you going to come back next year with us? I mean,. First, I'm already looking forward to the Indie Brew Yarn Crawl and buying more different yarn there. I actually purposely passed up Ginger Stall this year because I'm looking forward to buying yarn from her in her shop in June. Ah, so, I'm so excited. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and I'm already mm. looking forward to next yeah. year because I know there's people that I didn't buy from that I wanted to. Like I mm. didn't buy anything from Woolen Flare, her natural stuff looked great. Ripples Craft has lots of great stuff and I didn't buy anything from them. If late Ben and me comes mm. back, um, I didn't buy anything from them, so maybe I should get in on that a year late. <laughs> I used to make a Francis yeah. herself a year late. <laughs> and that'll just be yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think your overall ultimate highlight of the weekend was? If you had to choose just one thing. Because um. I feel like being mean and making you pick one thing. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was it just like the overall experience of being like immersed in that atmosphere and community maybe yeah i think just the overall experience of being there and being in the community and seeing what it's like to actually be at one of these events and having it be actually quite a welcoming place and not like mm. when you're at say like a comic convention where you're just like everyone around here is having fun in costumes and i'm just here with two pounds trying to see if i can buy something <laughs> Fair. Yeah, like, part of it is not how much money you spend at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. It's what you get just from seeing people and talking to people and experiencing the community as a whole. So, like, getting to chat to people. Or I noticed you a few times, like, going up to people and being like, your your shawl is absolutely beautiful or I love your jumper. Like, I noticed you doing that. Mm -hmm. And every big smile on my face. And, and, you know, that's what it's about, is about like just getting to share your love of this hobby with other people who share that mm -hmm. and when everyone is so passionate about something it's really difficult not to be excited and feel like maybe you're in part of it and yeah. the thing for Edinburgh Yarn Festival the, the the book was called Will Tribe and that's perfect because yeah. when I was there I was like this feels like my tribe you know so yeah. Sorry, I'm just like randomly giving you <laughs> really exponential kind of stuff when I'd ask you a question. <laughs> it's okay, we can edit around it. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I, I kind of feel like I'm feeding you answers. I do apologise. No, that's okay. I'm just like, what are highlights? <laughs> well, you Other than that. things that occasionally you're in hands. <laughs> <laughs> so like, 
you came there. With, you went there with a budget, which I think yeah. you stuck to pretty well. Like I'm quite yeah. impressed. Yeah. I mean, I spent my entire budget. I did go two pounds over my budget. Pip had to give me two pounds so that I could buy a last feed of yarn. <laughs> so now you're like indebted for me forever. Like yeah, you know, I'm gonna like make you. Like, That's actually the only reason I'm here because I yeah. don't want Pip to take my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned about what the pair of you got up to while I was going around with Amanda. I need them to nipsy, yeah. I know that, but I'm genuinely worried. I would never ever stop someone from being able to knit. I'm not I'm not evil. Maybe my toes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my concern for Heather's well being aside. What did you use your lovely budget on? Well, so when I went in, I'd been thinking about a pattern called The Distinction by Caitlin French, because I can be quite a slow knitter, so it, I, I wanted to make other shawls. So this one is a shawl in chunky yarn, so I could make a, make a shawl and have all the glory of having finished a shawl, but quicker. But uh, because I hadn't seen that much chunky yarn around, I think it was actually mostly fingering in DK, I kind of stopped thinking about it until I got to the Scheme Queen stall mm -hmm. and then I saw there was some chunky yarn at the back and so I bought and it was just really gorgeous. I picked up one and I was like this is a nice wine red and then I picked up another and I was like oh this is a nice mustard yellow they go well together and then I decided to pick up a third and it was a kind of nice cool grey and I was like I could actually make the distinction. So I bought those and I've actually almost finished it so I was right. It's gorgeous. Well, well, well you picked up the yellow and you picked up the red and I instantly was like, yes, you know. And then you picked up the grey, and I was just like, yes. And then Debbie came around just to chat to you so you could buy them. And she was like, that looks amazing together. So pretty much we all just went, yes, <laughs> this combination of colours. And it's amazing. It's it so beautiful. Fantastic. And um, I mentioned that I'm going to make a buyout. So for, uh, when I passed the dining just all, she's doing some limited edition Discworld colours. And I really love them. So I saw that on my way round and she was almost out of them because they're limited edition Discworld colours, they're going to sell out. But I managed to come back and buy the very last screen of her Queen Magrat, which is a very lovely light blue colour. And then I wandered around for a little bit and I was like, I'm going to buy another one and I'm going to make a buy it. And I was just standing there holding the skein that I'd already bought up against different yarns and she was bringing me things over and I bought a skein of a second colour, it's a nice brown, it's called, I think it's called Big Brown Bear. Mm -hmm. You said that she's actually sold more of that colour to use as a second colour in Bayats than anything else because it just goes with so many different things because mm. it's such a gorgeous colour. So I've got both of those, both of those Dining Just Skeins. And I also bought, because I wanted to be trendy, a couple of Indigo Skeins from Border Tart as well as a, I got the okay, official project bag and tote bag. And I also got Wool Tribe. I'll hopefully make something out of that at some point. <laughs> so um, I bought actually quite a lot, but not as much as Pip. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sia should go first because my list is going to take me ages. So we'll let Sia go first, and okay, then I'll go first, and you yeah. can sit there and stew and feel guilty. Well, then when I get when people get bored of listening to me go through my massive list, uh -huh. they can just you know finish and not listen to the rest and know they're not going to miss much. <laughs> <laughs> Getting dark. Okay, I get it. <laughs> you don't want to sit and feel guilty. You want to sit there and ignore me while I talk and just really think of all the nice things you'll do with your purchases. Definitely. That's okay. <laughs> all right then. I won't put it off any longer. So, just so I can enable Pip's daydreaming, I went into Edinburgh Yarn Festival, having been very organised and three nights previously made a list, and I wrote down the patterns that I wanted to do in the future, the amount of yarn they needed. 
and then I got it and got through the doors and everything was fine. I went to the Stephen and Penelope uh, store, yes, store, not sure, <laughs> where I bought a skein of the Hedgehog Fibers sock in the Shiver colorway, which is the first planned purchase that I'd basically planned out. I'd wanted that colorway for a while, I know that I like the base, and then it kind of went downhill from there. They had a skein of uh, the Merino Singles yarn in a colorway called Oracle. And as I'm a massive comic book nerd, and Barbara Gordon happens to be my favourite character ever, and she has the alias of Oracle, I just had to buy it. <laughs> and then that's when everything just basically went out the window, and I completely ignored the list that I had in my diary. So that's how the four schemes of La Bienemi Merino singles happened. And that's also how the Easy Knits of Deeply Wicked happened, though I will point out that that was very much enabled by James, who is a horrible enabler. <laughs> a gloriously a, a amazing enabler. I mean, yeah, really, he, I've never met someone as good at enabling as him. Yeah, in fair, he enabled the heck out of you and Amanda later, so yes. I got off quite lightly. And I mean, to be fair, it is a very nice scheme. It's variegated and it's sort of like a cream colour with lots of pinks and blues and things laid over. So very much me colours. And it also has the name of Pudding Time. And as I'm writing about Harley Quinn in my, dis uh, not my dissertation, my thesis at the moment, she refers to the Joker as Pudding. So it was almost thematic, really. So how could I not? Or is that's what I keep telling myself anyway. <laughs> then after that, I decided to sort of start being sensible. And I then picked up the Take Heart book by Fiona Alice from the Pom Pom Stand. Because I'd actually wanted that book for a while. And I needed some pants so I couldn't get through my massive impulse buys. And I also picked up, um, what else did I pick up? Got your pom-pom project bag. Yes, I got a pom-pom project bag from them as well, whilst I was talking to Lydia with Amanda. And then I also picked up the Starman pattern when I went by the wool kitchen stand, which is another reason why I want some of the wool kitchen yarn. Because <laughs> it's such a really lovely pattern and it would be beautiful in her yarn. And I also got an Edinburgh yarn first project bag to keep everything in. So... My purchases were pretty much on budget, despite not being any of the things that I planned. I'm really glad that I saved up all of my teaching wages, so that was quite good. But yeah, Pip, who's now suddenly looking a little bit guilty now. <laughs> she's pulling faces at me, and now she's refusing to make eye contact. It wasn't until I kind of wrote everything down that I realised just how bad it was. But to be fair, I have been saving for a year, so my budget was, you know, quite... Substantial. Substantial. Yeah, in fairness. Although obviously it is easy to write off what Pip is saying as excuse for she's the one saying it, I can confirm that she has been saving since the very day that I came back from Edinburgh Yarn Fest. And I can confirm that she has a full-time job and is a grown-up and can spend it all on yarn if she wants to. <laughs> Though I will tease her about it mercilessly anyway. Also, quite a lot of it was planned. Yes. So, you know, I will admit when it wasn't <laughs> planned, but there was a fair amount planned. Okay, so here it goes. I got a scene of Old Maiden Aunt Shetland two-ply lace um, in this gorgeous kind of charcoal colour. Mm -hmm. I am not going to remember the names of all the colourways of everything that I bought because there's just too much. <laughs> so it's this really nice like charcoal kind of colour. I'm going to use that to make a mahi by Carrie Westerman. I got three skeins of Easy Knits Deeply Wicked, which is like this lovely kind of mid-grey, a gorgeous kind of vibrant green, 
and a dark purple that I'm using to make a tesserae. I actually bought the pattern for tesserae from K.M. Bedigan while I was at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Her stole was beautiful, by the way, and I, that was what I was talking about earlier, is I've actually cast that on and it's amazing to knit. I love it. I got three skeins of Ginger Twist Splendor in like quite a dark grey, a lovely blue and kind of a, a reddish purple. And those are going to be used to make a Francis herself by Carrie Westerman. I also got a skein of Ginger Twist Sheepish DK and that one is in the Pegasus colourway which is like this lovely electric blue with bits of pink through it and I'm going to use that to make a hat I think probably. I got a skein of Dye Ninja's limited edition Discworld yarn, two pounds of which goes towards Alzheimer's research and I got that in the colour of Magic which is like this kind of blackish purple and it's gorgeous. I got a skein of Billum Lace Gradient like I was saying and that's like kind of the, the wintry ice colourway. I got some mini skeins from Buffalo Wool Company and that's just because I really liked the, the yarn but I couldn't commit quite, it was quite a lot so I couldn't commit a lot of my budget to one skein so I got some mini skeins. I also got a pair of wee yarn earrings from them which are really pretty. Super cute. I got some Knitting Goddess Brit Sock mini skeins. You actually end up, you get a lot of yarn in them and it's like the rainbow that I got and it's gorgeous. I find something to knit with it but I really really love them. I got some La Bienemy Merino Single, which is in like this kind of grey with a bit of rainbow and some black speckles. I also got a La Bienemy MCN Light skein, which is mostly grey, but then you have a full spectrum rainbow on kind of one quarter of the skein. I got a yarn ball from Wendy's Yarn Balls. It's ceramic, it's green glaze with little hearts on it and it's gorgeous. And I've wanted a proper yarn bowl for ages and ages and hers were beautiful. I got the Yolks book from Kate Davis, which she actually signed for me, which was really nice. Um, I picked up the free Shetland Wool Week pattern called the Croft Who's Hat. And I'm looking forward to knitting that. I'm probably going to do that in some Jameson's Spindrift when I eventually get around to knitting it. I've got a lot to knit before that. I picked up a... Edinburgh Yarn Festival bag and also a project bag and a tote bag. As I said, I picked up Tesserae from KM Bedigan and I also got a skein of Tamar yarn from Blacker Yarns in this gorgeous kind of ivy green colour because I just heard so much about it and I'm really into British breeds of wool and all that kind of thing. So I just really needed a skein of it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but it's very pretty um, it and I'm, I'm really going to enjoy that. So that is our bumper episode about Edinburgh Yarn Festival done. Yes, um, before we go, we have one, two little quick extra items of business, really, I suppose. The first is to again say thank you very much to Amanda, aka Alfred Panda, for kindly ferrying us there and back. Yes. It was much appreciated, and we had a fantastic time with her. Thank you. And the second thing to do is to say a belated happy birthday and shout out to our dear friend, Emma Jane Cooper, who is currently living up in China. Um, we very much miss her, but we know that she listens and we look forward to having her back in a couple of months. Love you, Emma. So thank you very much for listening to our wonderful rant or <laughs> ramble about Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Yeah. We certainly had an amazing time there. Um, yes. And it was very nice to have our lovely assistant, Heather, 
on the show with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you very much to Joe and Mika for organising such a uh, wonderful event. Definitely. Um, hope you guys are having a well-earned rest. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I think that pretty much concludes this week's episode of the Tits and Its podcast. Yes. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.